If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew as we continue in chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Just taking little segments at a time, some long, some short. Jesus continues to speak, and he's talking about false and true leaders. We need to be cautious and we need to be aware, he says, of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but, be in, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth bad fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Father, I pray that you'd help us to make sure of our calling, to make sure that the fruit that we're bearing is pleasing unto you. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to walk before you and to walk before the people of this world. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible has a lot to say about trees, and we won't try to cover all that it says about trees. But I just had these few little thoughts that came to me when I read this and thinking about trees. Trees are an important part of our everyday life. And as I thought about their everyday life, there, there, are, there are all varieties of, of trees, as well as there are a variety of jobs when it comes to trees. There, there are those who plant trees. And I can remember um, going in an ag, in, uh, ag class and, and setting out pine trees and, and bringing some home and, and setting out pine trees. I remember that, and I've been a part of that, and I've been a part of cutting trees and hauling trees and sawing trees to make lumber. And then there are those who take that lumber and they make furniture. They make cabinets. There are those who build houses. And trees are a very vital, important part of our life. And when we compare what, what the Bible talks about with, with trees of everyday life, we need to be very cautious because the Bible talks about um, trees. Um, there, there was the, the first tree is made mention of, and that's the tree in the midst of the garden that, that God said, I want you to leave that tree alone. And you know probably today if he said, hey, now you can have this whole forest. You can cut trees, plant trees, whatever you want to, but that one in the middle, I want you to leave it alone. You know, that's the one we'd probably go to and check it out. We would. That's out of curiosity. We we going down there, checking that tree out to see what's, what's so different uh, about that tree. Then, then there's the, um, the tree, uh, a person that is like a tree that is planted in Psalm 1. One, a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Trees and God, you know, He plants us, and you know, uh, all live trees have sap. And if you cut off a limb at a certain time of the year, that tree is going to bleed naturally. In fact, uh, this week, um, I was coming from Easley, and I thought I would go through Pierstown and see my only uncle and aunt. I don't get to see them that much. And I talked to him every Sunday, but I thought, I'm going by and stop by and see him. 
And I did. I didn't sit down. I didn't stay long. But I stayed a little bit, prayed with them, and got on Highway 81, headed on toward 85. Probably a mile and a half from their house, and Lynn may not remember this accident, but many years ago, I was just a young boy. And there was this black man who worked for Mr. Uh, Walter Gilliard who lived right there on Highway 81. If you've ever been in that section, there's white fences along the highway. And he was in a pickup truck, something like a 1950 Chevrolet. He come over that hill. I don't know where he went to sleep. I don't know where he was drinking. I don't know what. But he hit a pine tree. And it, it cut his leg, one of his legs, completely off. Well, it really damaged that old pine tree. But I'm not talking just a few years ago. I'm talking near 50 uh, hey, 60 years ago. More than that probably. That tree's still living. And I mean, it tore the bark off of the side of that tree. And I watched that tree as a young'un just bleed and bleed and bleed. So this week, when I come over the hill, I thought about that pine tree, thinking about my message. So I slowed up to look at that old tree one more time. It's still standing. That tree has to be Hey, close to 100 years old, probably. Well, where he hit it, knocked all the bark off. But that thing is coming around to the point. It's just a little crack there. And it's amazing. You know, nobody gave that tree a shot. Nobody went by there and put a Band-Aid on it. Nobody tried to sew up its wounds. But God has taken care of that tree. I mean, I, I don't know that it's a uh, voluntary tree. It's right there on the side of the road. Um, if you're ever coming from Rogers Auto Parts, and I know some of you are back in that area over there, you're coming down Highway 81, about a mile and a half or two miles from Rogers. As you come over the hill, slow up because there's pine trees on the right, and you'll see this old boy. He's still sitting there. But he shed a lot of sap uh, after that wound. And you know what I think about when I think about sap? I think about the Holy Spirit of God that's within us. Do we shed any Holy Spirit? Do we bleed the Holy Spirit? Now, I know some of you, you, if you cut you right now, your blood would run orange. I know I've heard, I've heard that before. Um, but sap, sap is an important part of a tree. What, what if the sap, uh, now y'all help me out if I'm wrong. What if the sap in hardwoods didn't come down uh, for the wintertime? What would happen? Freeze and bust and what, die? Okay. Isn't that amazing? It's a pine tree, the cedar tree, and probably many other kind of trees. Hey, they just keep going. They built for it. They made for it. It says to me, you know, as a Christian, the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to be in season, out of season. makes no difference what season that the Holy Spirit lives within us, that we're to be sharing the Word of God no matter what or when. Now, if that old tree could talk, I would stop by and say, hey, you don't remember me, but I was about 10 years old when you, you stopped that pickup truck and cut that boy's leg off. He could easily say, like some of it wasn't my fault. I was standing there minding my own business. Over the hill he come, and I knew it's over with. But it wasn't over with. You know, God spared the life of the tree. And so when calamity comes our way, don't think, oh, oh it's over with. This, this is it. God has a purpose for everything created under the sun. Now, that tree stands on the property that my uncle and aunt own. Now, I don't know where he would allow it or not, but it'd be nice to cut that thing down and give me about four foot of that thing because I remember it like it was yesterday.
We thought that was the most horrible thing that ever happened in our community when that, hey, he was probably just a teenage boy. I mean, I can see him now. I mean, hey, he walking, doing good one day, and the next day, he was minus a leg. Well, when I think of trees, I think of two kinds. When we think about trees for God, um, who's real and who's false? You know, I thought about bad fruit, that's what the Bible says, uh, and good fruit. Uh, but I also thought about this, thinking about uh, real, true, and false. How many of you in school remember when the teacher would say, okay, after a test, y'all go, I want to let you grade your own paper. Remember that? I remember that, but I also remember, okay, exchange papers, we're going to grade one another's. Don't forget this. Hey, help me out. <laughs> well, listen, I believe God allows us to grade our own papers. Okay? Um, now, on the other hand, we might ask someone, well, how do you think I'm doing? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to ask somebody, how do you think I'm doing? Well, they might hurt my feelings, you know. So I'm not going to ask them. I'm not going to ask you, how do you think I'm doing, okay? The signs will tell. And the grades will tell when the papers are passed in at the end of this life. Then we'll find out just really how good we were doing. Well, there's two kinds of trees. I, I just want to mention two kinds. I wrote down this, a crooked tree. All right, you know, you've seen crooked trees. Um, in fact, I don't know what happened to this one tree that's not far from our house. Uh, but the thing is about probably 8 or 10 inches in diameter. It came up about 3 foot. For some reason or other, it done this. Went over here about 3 foot and then done that and went straight up. I'm thinking, wow. Well, these people that own that property now that have children, and I, they go down, I'm sure go down there and set. It's a good tree to play horse on. I mean, it's just perfect. You know where it's at, Dane? What is it? All right. This is on Dairy Farm Road. Um, on the left-hand side, if you leave St. Paul Church down there before you get to Pine Grove, it's on the left, right, right on the road. Now, I've never sat on it, but I might stop and do that. You know, if you come by and I'm sitting on there, don't stop. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but trees, you know, crooked trees. What good, let me think about this way. What good is a crooked tree? I mean, when you look at it, uh, look at the scripture, he said, you know, a bad tree is not good for anything. It produces bad fruit. Well, what good is a crooked tree? This is some things that came to my mind when I was thinking about this portion of God's word. Uh, they still can be used. Um, if you don't believe it, ask Ike. Hey, I've got several walking sticks that he's made for me out of a crooked limb. And it walks good. I remember I have had to use it. Hey. And the thing about a crooked tree is, it's still called a tree. And another thing about that crooked tree, it still has sap in it. It's got to have sap or it'll die. So, just a Sunday night or two, we talked about being a judge. Judge not that you be not judged. And so, we shouldn't judge. But, let me tell you something. We can be fruit inspectors, right? We can look at a tree and tell, most of the time, tell what kind of tree it is. Uh, we were splitting wood, and the old boys hit him. I said, do you know what kind of wood that is? He said, no, this wood. I said, no. I said, it's, it's a certain kind of wood. And I said, you can get a lot of heat out of that wood. I said, that's called red oak. 
and it splits good. It splits easy. And I said, it puts out a lot of heat when it's dead. And uh, he just looked at that. I said, see the red grain in it? Hey, my daddy taught me that kind of stuff. Trees. Trees are important. So we, need, we can judge a tree by its fruit. We can tell if it's a, if what kind of a tree it is. Now, we know what uh, different fruits taste like, don't we? I mean, if we went through the grocery store in the, in the, in the fruit area, um, hey, just turn me loose and say, you go sample and see which one of these you want. My goodness, I, I don't know of any fruit that I don't like. I do know one that I think I made mention of this. I do know one that turned my lips wrong side out um, was that rhubarb. Don't try just to eat it raw. Or you, you won't say a word. You'll whistle your way out, you know. It's, but, hey, when it's fixed right and treated right, hey, it is delicious. It is good. But here again, it goes back to the good fruit and the bad fruit. Which one are we? Who's going to grade our paper? Uh, I want to turn to Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9. I don't have that looked up. Galatians 1, 8 and 9. Talk about crooked trees, okay? But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you other than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, and I say it now again, if any man preach any other gospel other than that which we have preached, let him be accursed. The Bible says something to this effect. Accursed is a person that hangs on a tree. Jesus hung on a tree. We call it the old rugged cross. We call it a cruel cross. But if we preach any other thing, even concerning trees and straight trees versus crooked trees versus good fruit versus bad fruit, you know, we too will be accursed. We too can lose out. Um, so when we think about that, not only crooked trees, uh, there's something good about them, but what about a straight tree? Now, some of you, I'm, I'm thinking about Dean here. I love to look at a, at a uh, huge in diameter pine tree that's just straight 30 or 40 foot straight up, no limbs on it. And I mean, when I look at that tree, I think, man, at the lumber that's in that tree. What I could do with that lumber. I'm a hoarder, Lynn knows that, and, and I'm going to have to drag out some of my stuff for this yard sale, I'm sure. Um, but I'm a hoarder when it comes to old lumber. I mean, what I want with an old piece of lumber, I don't know, but I'll lay it back. And uh, one of the grandsons simply said, Who, what's all this, what you going to do with all this stuff? I'm going to leave it to you. Let you decide. And then maybe one of them little boys will say, you know, this was granddaddy's, and if it, if it, if it was good then, it must be good now, so we'll keep it. We'll just keep it. Granddaddy kept it. There must be something to it. Okay. But I, I look at trees. I look at them, them big strong pines. And, and uh, I mean I can just see all shapes and kinds of, of lumber in this. And uh, fruit trees. Hey fruit trees. Grape vines. They're not straight are they? But I love the grapes. And I love apples. And peaches. Oranges, you know, you don't, 
get no big piece of lumber out of one of those kind of trees. You might get some, but you're not going to get no big piece of lumber out of that. Sometimes uh, in our Christian life, though, we may begin um, to rot, or we might begin to turn a little sour. You know, fruit does that. Fruit, if it's not looked after, taken care of, it'll rot. Or else it'll sour. And so I say this, if we are truly saved, we will stay away from those rotten, sour folks that could rub off on us. Now, we've got to think about the lost, okay? I'm not talking about the lost. I'm talking about saved people who become a little rotten every once in a while or a little sour. You know, first thing you know, we're going to take up their habit and then we're going to be like them. Then instead of one rotten, they become two rotten. Instead of one sour, you got two sour. Uh, I, there's probably nothing any worse than a rotten potato or a rotten onion in a bag. And usually, I, I, I wouldn't dare put this on Lynn if I was to smell it. I'd take that thing outdoors and start going through the potatoes and the onions trying to find the bad boy. And then just throw him as far away as you can throw it. Because if you, if you leave him in there, what's going to happen to the whole bag? Hey, one will cause the rest of them. Same way in a church family. Same way. If we got a rotten and we got a sour one, no, I'm not talking about a bag of all of them go out there, throw them away. I'm talking about see if we can whittle off the rust, whittle off the sourness, the rottenness, and save some part of it. Because, hey, I believe this way, once saved, always saved. Now, the Father says, I will choose and I will chasten every son whom I love. Now, what does that mean? That means that God has the right to wear me out if I am out of line. It, it is his right. People always holler today, I want my rights. I, hey, to me, when you and I sin, we lose our rights until we get back like we're supposed to be. You know, we have no right to keep going if we harbor sin in our life. Verse 19 says, every tree that bringeth forth, uh, bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Now, I believe this way, okay? We're not talking about saved folks. We're talking about trees here. But he said if it's bearing fruit, no, no fruit or bad fruit, he's to be plucked up and cast into the fire, which I believe represents hell. Now, um, are we producing fruit? The question is, are we producing any fruit? Now, if so, God knows that we are, and he knows if we're producing good fruit versus bad fruit. Okay? You know, the, the thing about a person that's lost and you're trying to, to convey them the message of Jesus, um, I always let that person know now, I want you to know something, especially an adult, not a little child, but I want you to know, or a teenager, I want you to know when you make a decision for Jesus, that the devil, you're going to have been made him mad. And he is not going to be happy with you at all. Sometimes we paint a pretty big, if you'll just get saved, everything will work out. You'll have plenty of money and everything will be going your way. You know who teaches that. I won't call his name, but hey, it, it's not so. It's not so. If it was so, Jesus wouldn't have went through all that he went through. So when we think about this and we look at it, 
you know, what kind of fruit are we doing? Uh, I guess that we'll never understand why some people are not committed. You know, they, they, they are quick to make a decision, maybe join up. Then they fall by the wayside. You know, and I'm, I'm just uh, crazy enough to call and say, hey, we missed you. Are you sick? Are you okay? Are you mad or glad? Where, where are you here? And most of the time they say, well, I'm glad you called. Uh, this is what happened. Okay, I understand. Uh, anything's happened to y'all's happened to me. Okay, I was on the pulpit side, I mean the pew side, uh, a long time before I became on the pulpit side. So I know uh, any and everything can happen uh, in a family that can cause us uh, to maybe lay by the wayside. But I guess I'll never understand why some uh, people are inactive when I look down the the deacon roll book. Um, I thought about... This, when thinking about trees that don't produce fruit anymore, you can go to the orchards and drive by the orchards and you'll see every once in a while, you'll see a skipped space. And we come to find out that tree quit producing, died out, so they dig it up and hopefully put one back in its place. We recently had a wedding uh, in a Christmas tree farm and we were surrounded with all different sizes of uh, Christmas trees. And it was exciting. It was a little chilly, but sitting there, I just looked at those little trees. You know, I'm thinking, hey, some of them boys are going to lose their life this Christmas. They're going to be plucked up, sawed down, taken out. But hopefully there'll be another put in its place. And the same goes with our life, okay? I want to be one that produces good fruit, all right? But one of these days, I'm going to be hewed down. This whole body's going to die. All that fruit bearing is going to cease, and we're going elsewhere. And so when we think about all this, I think about, um, you know, they either died or quit producing, but what kind of, of tree are we? When we think about the different trees, listen, did our decision for Christ change our lifestyle? If it didn't, then there's something wrong. If our decision for Christ didn't change our lifestyle, something's wrong. Now, uh, some of us have been saved for, for such a long time, we've had a tendency to forget how it was when we were lost. And we need to think back so we will even more appreciate, hey, I may have been a Christian 30 to 40 to 50, 60, 70 years, but one time I was lost. And in order to help somebody become saved, you've got to put yourself in their shoes and remember when we were lost. And then do our part to try to help them get to where we are. And I've heard people say, oh, I can never get to where you are. But you've got to start somewhere. You know, you've you got to start. You, you can't just jump on a ladder and dig off up, up on the roof if it's not set to right angle. Because if it's not set to right angle, it could fall and you could be injured. So you, you've got to recall where we were and where God has brought us from. I think of uh, having been saved such a long time and maybe not remembering just exactly where or who or when. What about, I think about our magazines that we get the notice in the mail. It says, time to renew. It's time to rededicate what they're saying. And then we soon, if we don't do anything, you finally get this. This is the final notice. And sometime I throw it in the trash. I said, thank goodness. It's a final notice, okay? I'm not going to send you another notice. Good. 
I, I don't read it anyway. Um, but think about crooked trees versus straight trees. It takes both. Both are trees. Both have sap. Both have use. Because everybody is not like you. And everybody is not like me. If everybody was like me, what kind of church would this church be? Being a bigger mess than what we're in. Okay? So we need to think about are the fruit that we're bearing. You know, we go, we talk to people, make, build relationships. You know, it's, it's not just going out and open up the Bibles. Look, I want to share the Lord with you. It says right here, you know, you build relationships. Uh, you know, that's, uh, Lynn and I, we, we, have, uh, we have enjoyed uh, um, these new couples that have been coming in and to, to take them out to eat and their kids and just, just have a big time with them talking about Christian living. And you've seen results. Um, Travis and Heather, they, we, we're bringing them alongside us, with us, helping train them to do the same thing. And you can do the same thing. You have a guest in the house, hey, say, hey, where y'all taking lunch at? Take them to lunch. A little gesture, okay? Um, I made a simple phone call this week, and the people were back today, and she said, thank you for the card, and thank you for calling you got to go out of your way if you're going to produce any fruit. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for our people here. Thank you for their commitment. Thank you for their faith. Thank you for their faithfulness. Lord, bless our children and bless all the adults that are with them. Be with Ken as he drives the bus. Um, Lord, yes, this, this, just this morning and looking at the excitement and the little children, Lord, that's our church of tomorrow. And Lord, I pray that even tonight as Heather and them are there and leading in the devotional time that maybe those that are, is not a part of the group will see and hear what's going on and maybe inquire, what church are y'all from? Lord, you never know. We don't never know what what we're doing but you do so I pray that you'd help us to live a life that be pleasing unto you and may our trees if they need to be crooked to produce what needs to be or if they need to be straight but for goodness sakes Lord help us to bear good fruit in Jesus name Amen